Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. Pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and click subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of Mark, Chapter 2. Our text began there in verse 8 saying Jesus perceived. It seems man has always, from the garden through the present, erroneously believed that they could hide their thoughts or their actions from God in some manner. This is just one passage to remind us that such attempts are futile and, I guess, even kind of foolish. Hebrews 4.13 says, There is no creature that is hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and laid open before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. To prove his power in the realm of the invisible, Jesus worked a miracle in the realm of the visible. The result of this sign certified its reality and purpose. Quote, and all were amazed and, here it is, glorified God, end quote. Fact is that if an individual has indeed been healed in any way by Christ, then there will indeed be some physical and external evidence. A life changed will witness such through a transformation of our actions, our lifestyle, our demeanor. We cannot claim God has done a saving work in our lives and then not testify as such through our actions and our living. Verse 13, he says, He went out again by the seaside. All the multitudes came to him and he taught them. Now, after executing this miracle, Jesus returned again to his objective, and that was to teach the people. In fact, the tense of this word in the verse it lends to a clearer rendering in the original language. It means the multitude kept coming and he just kept on teaching. Verse 14, as he passed, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax office. He said to him, follow me, and he arose and followed him. There were few vocations that were looked upon more or looked down upon more than a tax collector. Now this Levi, whom we know better as one Matthew, was collecting collecting taxes from his own people for the occupying Roman government. So not only were these men who were collecting taxes considered traitors, and they certainly were wholly despised by the people, they also, uh, the tax collectors that is, were renowned for their dishonesty. They were known to notoriously overcharge and then keep the remainder for themselves. Now, even though all of this was true, please note that Jesus still chose this man, Matthew. There were no seminary prerequisites, no background checks conducted, no forms to fill out. Apparently, Jesus knew exactly what he was doing, though not a man in his day would have made such a choice except for him. Jesus made the same call to this Matthew as he had with Peter and Andrew and James and John. He gave his only requirement for ministry service. Follow me. Follow me. And herein it was an invitation that Matthew apparently readily accepted. For he promptly left a job that was indeed despised by his Jewish brethren, 
but it was still one of the most lucrative jobs in his day. He arose and followed. So Matthew apparently walked away from comfort, security, and power. He walked away from it all to follow Jesus, though he did not have a clue where the road would ultimately take him. Why? Why would a man do such a thing? Well, perhaps it was just a simple yet deep desire, however inexplicable, to know Jesus up close. Maybe he wanted to be a part of something that mattered. Maybe he wanted to experience God in more than a religious facade. Verse 15 of our text says, He was reclining at the temple in his house, or excuse me, at the table in his house, and many tax collectors and sinners sat down with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many, and they followed him. And the scribes, verse 16, and the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, Why is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? Well, now please note that here these guys show up once again. And they find Jesus eating with, of all people, sinners. By doing so, Jesus would forever put to rest any super-spiritual, self-righteous legalism that would prohibit his servants from rubbing shoulders with the lost and the worldly. They were, however, not his close confidence. Rather, they were hungry souls in need, and we must make note of that fact. You see, Jesus made a regular habit of going into the streets in an attempt to bring in those who were disenfranchised with their attempts to find satisfaction outside of God. Please notice that the religious usurpers of that day and that scene did not go to Jesus with their complaints. No, they went to the apostles. I think it still works the same way today. Instead of going to the source, these kind of men will go after the young, the inexperienced, the second string which in this case was the apostles of Christ. Verse 17 says, When Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are healthy have no need for a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Now herein Jesus gives us a profound truth, a crucial ministerial directive, if you will. And in this lies all of our efforts which should be illuminated in the direction the church goes today. For the church today needs to be asked that crucial question. How can we bring the lost to Christ if we shun their company and exclude them from our lives? You see, these that Jesus speaks of, they're not false people. They are not those who confess a faith and live otherwise. These are the seekers. These are the the ones who are found in all of his crowds, often those who are there, the likes of Matthew or the paralytic. And it is unto this day our task to go find them and bring them to Jesus. However, please note, no uh, action such as this will make us popular among the scribes and the Pharisees. No, but it will make us disciples. That was our daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim or JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.